righty then. I have a question right off the bat. Go for it, Chuck. Kathy, what... I've always wondered about this song. What are they meaning by the dawn of Aquarius? What what are they referencing? Well, I don't know exactly what they're referencing, but I know what I'm referencing when I talk about the dawn of Aquarius. What is it? But that song's fantastic. <laughs> what they were really saying, they were saying, uh, we were still in the Piscean Age, but, you know, their um, astrological ages are like 2,000 years, a little bit more. And we were about to change into a new age. We were going from the Piscean Age to the Aquarian Age. So, uh, an age is like 2,000 years? Approximately. Yeah. Approximately, really? approximately, and for example, you know, we talked about the three magi coming and there's and Jesus and uh, his star appearing, and you see the fish motif. Uh, Pisces has to do. You've heard that Pisces deals with fish, right? So you right. see the bishop and the bishop's mitre, uh, yes. and you see you see so many, and then you see the fishermen and the twelve disciples, and you see a walking on the water, and oh, you see all these different yeah. themes that go on to help us to work with what Pisces was all about. So now we have a new time coming in, but, and this is, this is the but, this is the real but, and this is partly how transformational astrology came about. I realized that we would have to, a lot of us were born in the Piscean age, but mm. we were going to have to transform into people of the of a new age. We were going to have to go through changes. That's so interesting. Now, when did the start of the Aquarian age materialize? Start? <laughs> yeah, well, it's not like coming in your birthday and say, this, this happened this day and this happened that day, and there's a lot of controversy. There's a lot of controversy. Some astrologers believe it hasn't even started yet. But as I mentioned in my book, when I was observing uh, the way life was going and what was happening with technology, for example, which is an Aquarian concept, that we definitely were moving into the Aquarian age. Now, what do you mean by an Aquarian concept, technology? Well, okay. Well, oh, you ask good questions. I know he does. Okay. Uh, every sign is ruled by different planets. And Aquarius is ruled partly by Uranus. And Uranus has to do with invention. It has to do with, the, you know, in a sense, the precursor. I know that Jacobus likes history. I can tell that already. So the precursor to the Aquarian age, you can see in the revolution, um, the 1776 revolution. Mm. So American revolution. So at that time, 1784, around then, uh, Uranus was discovered. And so then we start seeing these revolutions coming. Well, up. we saw also the industrial revolution. And the mechanical revolution, and we saw the, uh, the the people revolution in France, and there was been a lot of revolutions. Yeah, yeah, and and you know I don't want to get too far off, but uh, yeah. I I heard what you said, so. You know, so we are moving into a new age. We're into the age of Aquarius. It's, and we are part of this age. We are making history, even as history is, is affecting us. Mm. You see? But, and we'll have to get, I'll just mention this. We'll have to get back to it so we don't get off course. But uh, I do mention on my website about the revolutions of 1848. Yeah. When there yeah. were 52 revolutions. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I was with my daughter in uh, 2011, homeschooling her. And I said, and we were studying about these 52 revolutions around the world. And I said, that feels like right now. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then I took the astrology out, and it was like right now. Uh, it was a Uranus-Pluto square, which we can talk about later. Yeah. But you see the same kind of upheaval coming and people looking for freedom and 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 uh, people overthrowing old orders and not quite knowing their way around. Right. Happening then and happening now. So mm -hmm. we can learn. Astrology can help us learn from the lessons of history so we don't have to repeat them. Wow. Cola called up, and let's see if you're still with us. Are you still with us, Cola? Oh, yeah. Hey, good morning to you, Daniel. 
first of all, I have something for the hardcore astrology deniers. The Good News Bible, which is a Bible translation like the King James is the New Standard, calls the Magi the three astrologers, literally. So a Bible interpretation can read astrologers. Here's the question. There's something called predictive astrology, called in the third house, which should force me to be creative and fun-loving. What did you say? There is something called what? Predictive astrology. That predictive. Pre predicts things. So my airy sun falls in the third house, which should force me to be creative and fun-loving. Now, I don't have a creative bone in my body, and I have a black cloud that, of sobriety that follows me wherever I go. So what happened to predicting in 1944 that I was going to be a party guy? And Okay, I can, I can answer your question, Daniel. Okay. Okay, so we're going to have to see your whole chart, and every soul is different, as I mentioned, right? But if your son is in the third house, that's the natural house of Gemini. It has to do with talk, and you can talk. So that's where your creativity is. You're a good thinker. You talk. You put it all together. I don't know too much about you, but I know that much now. Now, as far as what happened in 1944, we'd have to look at your entire chart. We'd have to look at what was going on. Um, and probably your son has a lot to do with the way that you take things. So if all we needed to know was the son, um, that's all we would study. But it's a good beginning. All right, I'll go talk to myself uh, if I come up with it. Well, you can call me. Oh, 333-4804. Maybe you finally get a better understanding about yourself, Daniel. Yeah, one thing I'll say is uh, when I was in college, I asked them where the astrology section was and said, we don't have any. I said, well, astrology must have some influence on us, just like genetics or psychology or sociology. Why can't you give them a crack at telling us what they think is influencing us? But uh, for some reason, back then in the 60s, they wouldn't even touch astrology. Hmm. You know, there is um, Oxford University actually has, you know, for many, many, many years has had a Ph.D. Is program. Yeah. Wow. And But it seems to me that you have a tremendously creative mind and a probing mind and you ask questions that are questions that need you sound a little bit ahead of the game. Um, but uh, I wouldn't I would don't agree that you don't have a creative bone in your body, maybe at, at all. I'm having a lot of fun with your questions. God will heal myself up for a while. Well, Daniel, be creative and multiply, buddy. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Yeah, yeah. All right. Kathy Garcia is my guest today. She wrote a book. It's called The Hero's Journey Through the Zodiac, The Sun Signs in Astrology. I want to let you know, we're talking about the sun signs, and I thought Chuckster... <laughs> I stole the newspaper, which is part of a uh, Capricorn. We like to steal stuff. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> stole the newspaper. There was none at my house yet. I don't know what these kids are doing. But there was one over here in front of the building. So, Scorpio, today, Chuck, don't allow anyone to stand in your way. <laughs> the more you put yourself on the line and strive to reach your goals, the happier you will be. Conduct your business in imaginative ways and you will bypass unwanted interference. Well, I'm going to go home and take a nap, so <laughs> I will bypass interference. Nobody will be well, and I'll tell you what it says on my one, Capricorn, financial matters must be handled cautiously. Don't follow someone else's plan when you should be developing your own. <laughs> Letting your emotions get in the way of a good decision 
will be your downfall. <laughs> Slow down and avoid impulsiveness. Oh, and it says, P.S., watch out for Scorpios. <laughs> <laughs> The best advice you've gotten in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, why did you start with the sun signs in your book? Okay. Well, actually, you know, the, some a lot of people ask me how long it took me to write this book. Mm. A lot of people ask me that, I'll, and I'll get to mm. the question. And I, I actually began writing this book about 2007. And then it came to 2012. I had 500 pages. I was up to Saturn, and we decided to make it into five, um, into five different books. But at that point, I really focused in. I, I took a year to to really write on the sun signs. But everyone needs to know their sun sign. The sun sign is the point of becoming. Mm. Uh, where you were 10 years ago is not going to be necessarily where you are now. Uh, what really might have tripped you up before may be your point of greatest mastery. So in terms of becoming more than we were before and fulfilling our destiny, we're going to do it under the ages of the sun sign under which we are born. I see. And once we become, we start having mastery over that sign, we end up becoming teachers of it. Oh. So like say you have a Taurus, and Taurians always deal with money and how do you deal with money. And so let's say that this Taurian person hoards their money and they hoard their money and they hoard their money and maybe they lose it and they learn to be non-attached. Uh. And let's say they've mastered that and now they are, but then they become somehow in their life, they attract people that had the issue they had before. And so in all of our becoming, we can narrow it down a little bit to help us out. Mm. Sun sign is the first, no matter what is going on today in your progressions and transits and everything else people look at, the sun sign is number one in this life for you. I see. Because I know uh, often when people have a chart done, they want to know what is when you were born. So it is depending on what is the city you were born in, what time were you born. So that is one thing that a lot of people may not know. They may not have received that information from the parents or they're trying to figure that out. And they don't know exactly what to the minute they're, they're born at. That is all important for something called the sun, the moon, and the rising sign. Yeah. The sun, the moon, the rising sign, but also knowing wh where the sun will be in a chart. So, for example, in the example I gave about the Taurian, which is also uh, in my book in the Taurus section, yeah, I once had these. I had a client that did have the sun in the second house of income, and I had a client born the exact same day, some hours later, and had the sun in the seventh house of marriage. Huh. So they both had to learn the Taurian lesson of letting go. Uh -huh. So I already talked about the person who was holding on to money and lost it. Well, the other person held on to his spouse mm -hmm. and he was so jealous and so possessive. She finally left him. Oh, so they, they both learned the same lesson. I see. And you can't predict how the soul will respond to the lesson that's given them or the circumstance. Right. Mm -hmm. But they learned it in different areas of life. When we know the time of birth, we can, besides knowing the rising sign and the moon, which is very important, we can also tell the staging of things. Mm -hmm. There is a lot to know about astrology. There's a lot to learn. It's constantly changing, constantly moving. What is interesting is that most of the things that we do today, we walk forward, we, the clock moves, moves forward. But when you look at the astrological signs, it seems we're going backwards. Pisces moves into Aquarius. None of us at this point is going to make it to Capricorn. It's going to take about another 2,000 years. But if 
why is it moving backwards and why the where we have a chinese new year sometime uh in february or january and then there is we have uh, these houses that we talk about which are the the signs but we don't start on january 1st which would be capricorn as the first house there is an Aries is the first house, is that right? And Aries is from March to April. Okay. Well, um, you understand what I'm saying? So yeah, I don't want to get overly technical today. Okay. But so I'm going to address the second question. Okay. Okay. It's true. If you look at what we call a blank chart, it starts in, with Aries. Aries, um, where the ascendant is, is the point of me. And especially in the sun-based astrology that we have right now, we always begin with the point of the ego. So, but, and I don't know what your rising sign is. Do you know what your rising sign is? Scorpio. (laughs) 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 All right. So there's a a synergy here, right? There's a resonance. Okay. So, so the first house will always. This is our destiny, Chuck. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first house is always going to tell you about Aryan things. Aries is the me sign, me, myself, and, and me. Mm. But with Scorpio on it, with having a Scorpio rising, it's going to tell us a little bit more about We're going to. It's going to tell us that you're going to be very focused. When you want to do something, you go right toward it. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes maybe people think you're intense. Anybody oh, ever no. tell you you were intense? She's pounding you. You like it already, oh, I don't you? The first hour was it over. I chuckle when he likes the guest. <laughs> <laughs> but we might as well we might as well tell a Scorpio theme here since we have Chuckster yeah. and we have you. So every you can also in the book I talk about the symbols of every sign. Every sign has symbols. So do you know what the symbol of Scorpio is? A scorpion. Yeah. No. Yeah. What do you think it is? I don't know. What yeah. It is. Well, the symbol is the scorpion. Oh, it is. Yeah. But but Scorpio is the only sign that has three symbols. Okay. So it's the scorpion, the phoenix, and the eagle. Wow. Like the phoenix rising? Yeah. Like the phoenix rising. And so all this is in the Scorpio chapter, but putting it in a nutshell, Scorpio is the sign where this is why it, this is why a Scorpio is intense. I mean, the scorpion is the sting of death, you know, scorpions, but it, it means that scorpions go through intense experiences of transmutation and transformation and change. And that's what the phoenix, you know, rising up out of the ashes. The eagle represents really being free of selfishness, being a loving, selfless person. So Scorpios are going to have these experiences and these opportunities. And it's an intense sign. It has to be an intense sign. It's the nature of it. Mm. Yeah. Interesting, because I look over here on your website, the three magi.com. It looks like an M with a stinger. Um, yeah. Sign. So, what do you mean it has three different okay, signs? Okay. Well, can you look at Virgo too, which is on the right before Libra? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's an M with uh, with a loop de loop. Yeah. So you see the similarities between those signs? Yes. So you can see the M has to do with mother. I see. And so you see that the mother in Scorpio, it's through the water signs and through emotion and through Virgo. Through Virgo, you know, that's the mother that tells us how to do things in diet and health and, and how we can improve and rep- and things like that. So they both have issues with, they, they both are concerned with the energy of the mother, the feminine 
energies. I see. But if you want to see how Virgo and Scorpio, something about Scorpio, go to the chapter in the Virgo section about Mr. Dorsey. Do you know who Mr. Dorsey was? No, I don't. You don't? You ever not, seen, not yet. No. Have you ever seen Pride and Prejudice? No, I never saw the movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's just a classic. Yes. Right? Yeah. So in, in the, it's, 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 a, it's a classic. And uh, Colin Who Fur- wrote that? Uh, Jane Austen. Here, oh, see? oh, really? That's it's right. On, That's uh, right. It's on page 282. 282? 22 and 23. Yeah. So it was, was Mr. Darcy of Virgo. So this is really a classic film, Pride and Prejudice. And, um, it, you know, Jane Austen was the author of it. But Colin Firth. Everyone, Colin Firth, yes. Everyone knows who Colin Firth was. Yes. So he's a Virgo, right? Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a Virgo. Okay. Right? And he, when he took this role as Mr. Darcy in this book, it catapulted his career. I see. Right. And it catapulted his career so much that he couldn't, he said, people think I'm Mr. Darcy. Okay. But he almost didn't take the role of Mr. Darcy because he said, you know, he's this, this intense guy and I'm not like that. Huh. Right. But Mr. Darcy is smoldering and sexy and he goes, well, I'm not really like that, hmm. you know, but he has Scorpio rising. He is like that. I see. <laughs> you know, so that gives that intenso that we were talking about. But where, what I, but where the Virgo comes in, in the story is that he's this very an aristocratic man and he's rejected by the woman that he thinks he's better than. I see. Right. Okay. And so, whose name is Elizabeth Bennett in the story. And he realizes that the only way to win her love is to look at himself and really get rid of some of his habits and some of his mindsets. And so, this looking at oneself, which is a very Scorpio thing, and deciding, you know, this is what I have to change in myself and this is how I'm going to do it, which is, a very, you know, this is really the positive way of looking at Virgo and Scorpio and Mr. Darcy. And you look at Colin first interview and he says about how he does that all the time. Hmm. So I thought I'd give him a good write-up, something, yeah. different, <laughs> something different than he probably has ever gotten wow. about Mr. Darcy. Yeah. And it's fun. Okay, here's yeah. a question for you. My wife is a Libra, and she's born on October 22nd, which is the last day of Libra before you go into Scorpio, which is October 22nd to November 21st. Right. What can you tell me about that setup? Well, she probably gets along better with you because of that. Because of what? Well, she's a cuspel. She's on the cusp. On the cusp between two signs. But if she were to call me, I'd get her. If she if she calls me, I'll get her a chart. If she knows what time she's born. I think she probably would. If she knew what time she was born, I can tell her exactly. So you come into this kind of a situation that if you're 29 degrees um, Libra, you're very Libra. But if you're 30 degrees, 30 degrees Libra is the same as zero degrees Scorpio. So that is the only place that really is the cusp. And you kind of get a blending of the both signs. And you also get the, the testings and the experiences of Libra. You get the testings of Scorpio. Uh, I do. So she probably gets along with you a lot better chuckster because uh chuck because she does have the scorpio because ah. because uh, every sign is is different than the one preceding it so librans are usually pretty try they need balance they don't like conflict scorpio's so intense you know ah. you know but she probably has a little bit of that in her own character uh that helps things out you recognize that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's not the only one that does get along with me. <laughs> well, How thank many you. Years? How many thank years you, Lucky Stars, for that. Uh, yeah, lucky Stars. There you go. 
How long have you been married? Long time. We've been together 41 years. Isn't that something? Wow. But uh, Seems just, like yesterday. <laughs> Boy, it was a long day. Five two two eight two five 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 two two talk is the number. This is Gesundheit with Jacobus. I am your host, Jacobus Holloway, and Chuck Martell, the engineer and the man who was coming with the sharp comments today, and Kathy Garcia, our guest, talking about transformational astrology, and she wrote a book. The Hero's Journey Through the Zodiac. This first book in the series is called The Sun Signs, talking about the signs that we all know that were born under. And she will. Uh, she has her own website. It's uh, The Three Magi, The Three Magi, M-A-G-Y, of M-A-G-I dot com. You can also contact her if you'd like to set up an appointment. It's uh, 406 333 4804-333-4804. If you like to call us today on the program and just ask a question because you're listening and you say, no, I want to know a little bit about my sign, by all means do so. We have a lot to talk about, so we may miss here and there, miss something. So if you give us a call and just ask away, we'll love to have a good time with it. And of course, we're serious. We, we take you, we, you are serious. We are, can not you too tell? Serious. We're very serious. Yeah. Not too serious. We're not all Capricorns. But, no. you know, <laughs> but I, 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 Thank I you know, Chuck, Chuck's question, favors. Chuck, your question, I, I just would like to say that there's a chapter in here, uh, the Scorpio chapter and the Sagittarius chapter. And I suspect that you have quite a bit of Sagittarius in your chart. What is your date? What, what is your? November 3rd. November 3rd. Yeah. But um, that's, uh, that's where, the, so his son is in Scorpio. But I was talking about Abigail Adams. Okay. And, you know, Abigail Adams is considered one of the, sometimes she's considered one of the founding fathers when you consider of this nation. Mm. Uh, she was so united with John Adams. Oh, that, John Adams, what? Yeah, but their, yeah. but their relationship together was so amazing. And even George Washington would go to her for advice. Um, but she was, she was born on November 11th, so she... Uh, was Scorpio, but the calendar changed in those days. Mm -hmm. And so then she ended up becoming, being born on November 22nd. And that made her cuspal. You were talking about the cusp. So she had the endurance of the Scorpio that she could get through the revolutionary times and do what women were doing then as the men were in the Constitutional Congress and she was with the children and doing everything in the backbone. Mm. But she also had the brazenness and the zealousness of a Sagittarius. And once uh, she said, she wrote to John, they wrote about a thousand letters between them. She, she said, uh, tell the Congress, tell, tell, tell the Congress that unless they give equal representation to the women, Mm-hmm. We um, are going to revolt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and that's and that she's a great example of Scorpio Sagittarius. And so, for somebody who's studying astrology, will find a lot of that in this book too. They'll find all these kind of examples. All right. Well, we have a call of a close to a break, but let's see what we can get in. Caller, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Your name, please. How can we help you? This is Clint. Hey, Clint. Good morning to you. Hey. Well, what I called about was this here. You know. I walk on water whenever it rains, and I, and my car walks on water once in a while. Yeah, well, the car hydroplane, so it it walks on the water. And then when I walk out in the street or something that's rained, I'm walking on the water. Yeah, are you are you a Cancer or a Pisces or something? Well, I wanted to, I wanted to get a little little bit of joke in here, but anyway, what happens is uh, 
when, when a guy thinks about what Jesus Christ said, he says, you can go out, and he told his disciples, you can go out and do greater things than I. That's true. If you, if you believe, he said, well, Jesus Christ didn't have a car, <laughs> but I got a car, and I'm a scorpion, and my car hydroplane, so it walked on water. <laughs> okay, now you guys both to laugh. All right. Okay, and, and then I walk on water, and you walk on water all the time. Well, Clint, keep doing, keep doing uh, what Jesus said that we all can do. What's that? Keep doing what Jesus said we all can do. We can walk on water as he did and make things happen. That's right. You know, it, it's a beautiful Saturday, and I'm not walking on the, in the water today, but them folks in California really need some water to walk on. Yeah, you're right. Okay. Hey, oh, thanks, Clint. I got to run. Okay, well, I'll see you later. I just want to put a little joke in there. <laughs> thanks for doing so. Have a good day. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> 